Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Man of Steel by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me at all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at NoClutchNate. And I'm Joey Esposito. You can find me on social media at Joey Esposito. And also um, check out the You You Had Me at Hello podcast that I co-host. It's great. Awesome. Uh, glad to have you on board. Yes, Heard you welcome. were a super Superman fan, so we had to have I you am, on. <laughs> I am a super Superman fan. That is true. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no no problem. Um, today on Man of Steel Minute, we're talking about minute number 91, and the minute starts with General Zod and Kal-El surrounded in uh, the flames of the gas station that happened uh, last week in minute 90. Um, and the minute ends with General Zod being helped onto an attack ship by two just generic Kryptonian the soldiers. generic Kryptonian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely don't know who any of those were. Um, but yeah, it looks like General Zod, um, after what happened in the last minute, so he gets thrown through a gas station, and he's like pissed. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like ready to fight this dude, and it's... Um, but then he um, he's noticing that something's happening to him. He's feeling strange. Would you be mad if you got thrown through a gas station? Uh, I probably wouldn't live through being thrown if through. If you were a Kryptonian that got thrown through a gas station, do you feel like it's all, it's, everything's exploding around you, or is it just like a lot of noise and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of heat, and you're just like, oh, man, come I on. I think it's just the noise. It's just, <laughs> no, it's just, just the noise. noise. Oh, it's just really loud. Well, I think, yeah, what really bothers him has got to be – well, we'll get into it because I'll explain it later. Right. <laughs> I was jumping ahead to the uh, end of this minute. But, uh, yeah, he's noticing something's wrong, and um, he's kind of looking all kind of weird and whatnot. Uh, he pulls on his helmet. You know, he, like, grabs yeah, yeah, yeah. it, and he kind of pulls on it. Is that him breaking it, or is that him, like, turning it off? Is I don't that, know. Is that I, he turn it off? Like, I, just... I remember last – not last. I remember a few weeks ago. We started talking about it. We mentioned the the clear face shield or whatever. And I think someone, maybe it was you, maybe it was me, maybe it was our guest. I don't know. Maybe it was even the cats. Um, they mentioned that that was the way to to take the mask I off. Think that was my. Was it? Did you say it? I, I, See, I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember. But I always thought like, hey, maybe that is. And if it is, that's awesome. You know, I don't. That want doesn't. That doesn't seem like a very practical like helmet though in combat right like yeah your enemy right, yeah. just like sort of like pinch your nose and it just comes off and you can just kill you you know <laughs> got like, your that nose doesn't, that doesn't yeah yeah exactly it's like toy story where woody like turns the like helmet off buzz Lightyear and he thinks he's oh, dying yeah, yeah. it's like how easy is that to do that why would you why would that be there <laughs> yeah well, well i mean would a button be better i, um, I feel like it sh- there should be some sort of like like within that get up that he's got on like something within the suit that only the wearer can access otherwise it yeah. seems like a real you know exhaust port on the death star situation that's, that's <laughs> definitely true um maybe maybe he's just breaking it and it's just like whoa you interrupted the energy field and it's all yeah, got to restart really or something it yeah broke it. um yeah that must not be the way to turn it off because well i mean it is if you're breaking well, it can you only break it in yellow sun radiation like with super strength and everything i guess you can't break it if you're yeah like he was on krypton or anything that's a good point he couldn't do that yeah so So maybe it is just like oh he's just tearing it off of himself which is a very general zod thing to do do you think to break it i guess yeah (laughs) yeah to me it does um what i really like about this scene it's kind of cool hang on hang on 
Now this is jumping ahead, but in a later minute, Feora's helmet gets messed up. She doesn't tear it off or anything. It it stops on its own. It like melts away. Yeah. Okay. So we'll get there when we get there. But yes, <laughs> to the to answer, Zod breaks it off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> we're good now. We can move on. It's kind of cool. Like it, it, it's cool, but at the same time, it's painful because he gets his he gets his X ray vision. The whole situation, or the just whole, the mask breaking? The situation. Okay. Do you well, think the mask breaking is painful? No, that was cool. But I'm so there's a lot of <laughs> moments here that are either cool or painful. It's one of those. So yeah, it's, you could only have the two. Uh, breaking, getting through the thrown through the gas station. That's painful. Uh, breaking the helmet. That's cool. Uh, being having X-ray vision now. That's cool. Um, but hearing all the sounds of the trucks and the railroad signs and all that. The, the railroad signs. Railroad noises. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Um, that's that's painful, and I think it was really cool that we as an audience have to like live through that as well, like listening to all those very disturbing and yeah, and, like annoying sounds. Yeah. So that we as an audience kind of feel, or we get a bit of context to how he's feeling right now. Yeah, we got it in the in the beginning with a uh, little baby Clark. Yeah, feeling it all in the classroom, elementary school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not baby Clark, but <laughs> you know what I mean. I dig this moment a lot. I like when when all that stuff happens to him because it is it's also a callback to that that moment earlier on when we see mm-hmm. Clark, you know, going through those those struggles or puberty with superpowers. My Alexa yeah. just started talking to me. I don't know if you heard that. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just someone in the other <laughs> that, room. <clears throat> oh my Alexa, God, what are so your weird. opinions on Superman? <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I like that Zod thinks that what's happening to him is an attack. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like what are you, what are you doing to me? Like, oh man, one super militaristic. Like, that's that's obviously your first thought if you were General Zod. Um, can you imagine if that was like a? Is that is there a thing? I guess like those like noise disruptor things. I was trying to th- relate it to actual U.S. military things. Remember Incredible Hulk? Weird, you know, jumping movies. But they had like those big sound wave things. Mm-hmm. Oh, they also had them in uh, Dawn of Justice. Yeah. All right, we. Can... <laughs> what are we doing? We're supposed to be doing a podcast about this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So what other is that? The only there's got to be like a big light. Well, one I was going to gonna say you. like we don't even know what other races maybe Kryptonians have faced before that may may have done something similar. So that's why he's like, "Yo, what are you doing to me?" Because he's probably been under attack in the same same fashion. I don't know. I don't know. It's a, throwing that out there um but yeah do, i mean they've definitely think... been to like a thousand worlds or whatever according to uh jor-el right like they yeah mm-hmm. sp- spread their seed across the universe or whatever and then died out i guess but so it stands to reason that they've they've been attacked in the, in funky ways yeah i'm sure yeah. Ways that I want to know more about. <laughs> you need to know how to defeat Kryptonians, all right. Cool. No, I just want to see more DC space stuff. <laughs> That's true. Um, but do you think they use the same sound bites for General Zod and like Baby Clark when they were going through the same thing with the railroads and the buses? And oh, the that's trains? probably something we should have looked back on. Like if it was like, like, like just, the exact like like on an editing style, yeah, like, like, like the same thing. They were like, like play, oh, just recycle. Play railroad sound number four. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're like. All right, and they use that sound bite again. Maybe. I mean, it's it's small. If they did, I I feel like that's like it was like a placeholder that they did and then forgot to take it out or something. Yeah. (laughs) What if they like used other sound bites and 
like none of them sounded as good and they were like nope just reuse the first one that they saw in the beginning that's the only way the audience is gonna remember it i mean if it's a small town like a farm town then the same sounds would happen all the time right yeah do you think you'd hear a lot of farm animals if you had that no that's no that's stereotyping (laughs) (laughs) the trains were okay the trains that's uh, oh like we don't have trains anywhere else they just get one of those uh, play school. You got to turn the, the yeah, yeah. You know, spin you it, spin it, and it does. What if that's noises. that was what Clark was hearing, and when he was a kid, like it was just like a bunt, like he heard the 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 kindergarten class next door, and they had the the, the sound <laughs> and he thing. Thought day. He had super hearing. There was a <laughs> kid next to him. It's like, oh my god, this is what it's gonna sound like the entire time. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh man, that's funny. I like that. <laughs> Um, oh, can you imagine what it would be like when they were all learning how to read um, analog clocks? If they, you know, like, did did you ever get like clocks passed out to the class and they all you all had to tell the time on it? No. What the? Imagine oh, a, yeah, a classroom, yeah. twenty six kids, all of them with clocks, and then Clark Kent's next door, and he hears all the freaking clocks. <laughs> Eight year old Clark Kent. That's terrifying. I don't think people did that. I think it was just on paper, and it was like, "What does this clock say?" You didn't like, get a. You didn't get. No, a you don't clock. get an actual clock, Nate. Oh. I don't know what the. Maybe I went to. A, you're talking about. Maybe I went to a better school, Mark. <laughs> um, I think you went to a rich kid's school. <laughs> I, I think. They I think had that's a what clock it is. for every person. Yeah, we got that's our crazy. own personalized clock. It was Rolex. Um, I don't know how to segue away from that, <laughs> but um, so here's like. To me, what gets General Zod so angry is the fact that, um, and we see it, well, am I jumping ahead or is like, do you want to talk about what Superman said? Because basically he's just saying that his parents taught him to hone his his abilities and whatnot. Yeah, which he totally just gave away his secret. He should have just let Zod just yeah. writhe in pain there. Yeah. And then like just gone and kicked him in the should've, gut. You shouldn't have said anything. Because exactly. General Zod later would be like all right, now I got to hone my super abilities. Yeah, that I I'm sure to. he would like figure it out, but it might take him, you know, a little bit longer, buy you some time. But I guess it's context for us as an audience to be like, yeah, it's still a movie. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Oh, okay. We need to know why Superman's not suffering these powers anymore. Yeah. Um, but that's the, like, but we saw that earlier. So I like this, this line, Superman's lines in particular out of context are very, they don't hold up very well. Like in the heat of the moment, I feel like if you're watching this whole segment as one chunk, it's fine. Cause it's like you're in the moment and it's intense and they're fighting and whatever. But like just watching this one minute, you sort of realize like how lame that line is. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, especially because we saw that happen earlier in the movie and and it's, it's very like sadistic in a way out of context yeah and it just it just like i was surprised watching this minute isolated that it rubbed me the wrong way mm-hmm. pretty much up until this minute so this is minute 91 everything before this will cut off 20 minutes because that's the krypton prologue 70 minutes of him honing his abilities anyways so of course right. we know by now it's like you, that's what that's what we've been watching this whole time yeah like we just now finally got to the fight scene and this is just when he's explaining it well it's like you don't even need to explain it we get it that's true um i didn't know if this was like him getting up and like walking over to zod as he's like talking down to him as Zod's, you know on the ground and everything i didn't know if this was supposed to be uh, I guess it is. It's supposed to be... It's condescending. It's supposed to be Cal intimidating 
yeah. somebody. But it's just like like what Joey said, like watching it just like w- this one minute, I it rubbed me the wrong way. Where it's like, this is are you supposed to be scary right now? Are you supposed to be a tough guy? Like I get it. I love Henry Cable and I love him as Superman and I love Superman. It's good, but. You know, you always, like, think back to, like, that Boy Scout Superman where he always has to, like, explain the situation to whichever bad guy he's defeating. And he has that nice, you know, that soft tone that he's going. Like, kinda, I feel like this is where it's supposed to be, but it's just not Kind of reminds hitting. me of uh, the Manchester Black Superman versus the Elite. Kinda. Yeah, but that's that's that was badass. <laughs> like, but it was still Superman trying to be intimidating. And, and he, it was, he though. The, he had the advantage over, like, he had the villain or yeah. the enemy like weakened. Yeah, yeah. No, like that in that uh animated feature, it worked. Right now in this live action, I don't know. And follow up question to all this. Is this like the first time that, that Cal has had to be intimidating to somebody else? Yeah, see that's that's why like I forgive it. Like in this movie in general and also um Batman v Superman, like I feel like at least from a fan perspective, like it's hard to almost jump back in time in terms of like Superman's timeline because we're used to him being like this fully formed big blue boy scout kind of character. Yeah, man. These movies I feel like are just very like really like at the beginning of that. So it's like watching him become that. And so we see him making all these mistakes, which is why like a lot of the problems that some people have with man of steel or even uh, BVS, like I, it doesn't bother me because just the way that I look at these movies is like him figuring his shit out. You know? Oh yeah, and so yeah, like, no doubt. like you said, like I feel like this is the first time he's had to like be in that sort of position, so it's forgivable from that standpoint. That like oh, yeah, no. he doesn't yeah. really know how to act yet, and I, I yeah. like that a lot about these movies. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I'm right there with you. Like this is this is why uh, this portrayal of the characters, you know, it's it's as of right now, you know, especially going minute by minute, it's my version of super. It's my favorite version of Superman um, because mm-hmm. he is learning because he is so. Uh, non-experienced well he has room to to grow but he could grow in the right direction or the wrong direction and i think this is a good example of it because this uh intimidating superman that we get right here in this minute just a snippet of it um he could later transform into um the classic quintessential maybe all-star superman or he could turn into like the more injustice superman which is like seeing this Superman in this minute, like you can kind of get a taste of like what that Superman might be like. Because intimidating, because like yeah, the way he's in this minute kind of reminds me of how Superman is in the Injustice storyline. I a, a little. It's that's a stretch for me. It's just I I'm I'm actually terrified of Injustice Superman. Like that's yeah that's that's I'm, yeah, but this this right, right here be, yeah. like I I'm not like that's what I'm saying. Like it you know I just piggyback like, to what the, Joey said. The, the way he's talking yeah is but like this is it. still like this is i think this is the first time he's actually had to stand up to someone that is much bigger than him if not on the same level you know mm-hmm. he's much bigger so like this is that's why like the, it didn't it didn't hit with me just taking this minute i don't know i love him it's great is it because he's surprisingly comfortable kind of in that situation kind of it's like he should be <laughs> I don't know. I want him more like maniacal. I want him like no. circling around Zod and like you know Darth Maul going back and forth. Watch you know right after he killed Qui Gon, looking at Obi Wan. <laughs> like that's what I want. Like I want him to like be like, look at me, man. Like get up. So you you can't. Like I'm gonna. This is mm-hmm. it. You're you're done. 
that would have been cool. Like, but he's not that kind of guy. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's not that he, you know, his dad taught him not to be a bully. If he would have beat that guy up in that flashback, you know, in front of the, uh, the his father's shop or whatever, then I would believe that now Clark, you know, 20 years later is, uh, is, is as angry as he would be and as intimidating as, as he should, as he could be, I guess. Mm-hmm. So in this universe, going back in time, you metron this shit you tell little Clark that he was, you know, when he was getting bullied to beat that kid up. Pete Ross is watching and pissing his pants behind a truck because this is just a terrifying scene. And uh, that's the turning point to make him Injustice Superman. Hmm. I'll give you that much. I Let's think, do that. Uh, Write that story. I think um, I would have liked less taunting and more like I'm giving you a chance to stop what you're doing or... That almost feels expected. Yeah, maybe it is. Spitballing here, so. And makes sense. But it's good. I mean, I, I mean, I still like it. Yeah, I absolutely love it. It's <laughs> just like when it, when he's explaining, it's almost just like, okay, you're being a cliche villain when you're explaining the plot right now. Yeah, but it is good to see um, General Zod kind of in pain and like with the whole, th- everything that happens in this minute of General Zod, I still like it. Oh, yeah, really absolutely. Good. I really enjoy it. Um, it's in this minute, I believe, that the attack ship shoots Superman as well. Yeah. Yep. And it like so it like sh- like uses some sort of energy to hit him in the chest. I thought it was plasma, but I always think everything's plasma when it has that like glow to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it hits him right in the chest. Is is it just the force that knocks him back, or is it actually painful to him? Does he? Do you think he gets hurt from that? Because it just kind of like... I mean, he's like clutching his chest afterwards. So I feel like maybe a combination of the two. Like it's forceful and also maybe maybe it hurts a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Could be hot. Um, I think it's the force more so just because I think it's in next minute. We No, maybe it's in minute 93. Um, Yeah, it's in 93. Uh, There's a Kryptonian that gets hit with... Uh, an earth weapon from a from an aircraft and he gets blown away like he gets he gets knocked back so i I guess you can kind of apply that to the same what's happening here Mm -hmm. um you know uh i think it's the force because like if you you know he's supposed supposed to be like you know man of steel he doesn't get stopped by a bullet but that's a bullet think of the size of a bullet if he were Mm -hmm. to get hit with like a, a, a missile it would probably like you know yeah and we see that it would probably throw him yeah we do see that it would probably hit him and not fall back it's someone else true or a so giant like, I plasma think, ray yeah or a giant plasma ray so mm-hmm. knocks him back so cool no i thought that was really cool i think when i first saw it in theaters i was like damn he must have got hit with some something with like some sort of property that the gun had that still affects him as a super being to like hurt him but that was me in the theater and i didn't really that was the first time seeing it that's so. true i didn't want to jump to like the magic thing but like something that not even that superman is still kind of weak to but then I was thinking when I was taking notes here that I was like, oh, maybe it's not, maybe it wasn't that painful. Maybe it was just the force of it that knocked him back. Yeah. Here's a question. Do you think Kryptonians, you know, after knowing of what they could, how powerful they could be under a yellow sun, you know, age of exploration, they had to have gone into yellow sun and someone, somebody had to have figured out how powerful Kryptonians can be. Do you think that they would make weapons that could stop Kryptonians. Like, Kryptonians could stop Kryptonians if they went crazy. Like, we know that uh, Devem freaked out, but all he did was get thrown to jail and, like, get broken out of jail. But 
do you think like since they were so programmed, you know, they didn't murder, they didn't harm other Kryptonians, they didn't need to make weapons to harm other Kryptonians? Like if they got superpowered? Yeah, or just I mean, yeah, yes. Okay, so if they got superpowered, we know that on Krypton you can probably get shot, or you can get shot by Kryptonian yeah. weapons and it hurts you. That was on Krypton. That was also on the ship that we saw when you know the atmosphere conditions yeah. or whatever. So like if yeah, a superpowered Kryptonian, are there Kryptonian weapons that can kill them? We know that an Earthling made weapons from Kryptonian material that could harm them. Yeah, I'm sure. I feel like, like I, I feel like maybe if. You know, if we're talking about their sort of colonization period and they wound up in this place with a yellow sun and all of a sudden they all had superpowers and maybe like that colony or whatever would try and develop weapons to counteract that. But I'm not sure that, I don't know, Krypton doesn't seem to be like a really like sentimental uh, yeah. society. So like, I feel like if one colony went off into like some other system, then they were just their own thing. And, like, yeah. Krypton proper didn't really, like, deal with them anymore, you know? And so maybe, yeah, like, those individual societies, like, developed those weapons if necessary. Hmm. I like that. I yeah, I was just thinking, like, they could either find a way to make them not superpowered anymore or they, um, you know, just the warfare, the, the technology itself would have to advance as well. And they would find a way to do that because yeah. that's just... Um, the evolutionary of warfare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think like, yeah, there has to be, I don't know if they have one yet, but I mean, general Zod seemed to have it with, I don't know, just bringing or the world engine, you know, stuff like that. Like yeah. th- ways of depowering the other ones so yeah. that you can make it an equal playing field. is what I'm trying to say. Um, it works. All right. Whatever. Tough that's, questions. That's <laughs> all I have for this one. What about uh, you guys? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. Zod, Looks a little, I, I like the way that they did, you know, everything's all CGI'd, especially the suit when they're picking up Zod. The two really heavy CGI characters. Yeah. I remember when I first watched this, I never liked this part because it was just like, oh, that just doesn't look good. Yeah, it um, it doesn't look like it has weight to it again. Yeah. It doesn't, and like when they're picking him up, weird. it doesn't really have a lot of sound to it. Mm-hmm. So when they're picking him up, you don't hear... Like the sound that you would hear if you heard like the, Krypton- yeah. Yeah, Kryptonian metal the against Kryptonian metal. Moving, yeah. yeah, you don't hear any of that. It just kind of gets up and they're picking him up and it just seems very gelatinous. They blended <laughs> his neck in with the CGI suit very well. It doesn't. His head doesn't look too small for the thing. It doesn't look like it's moving around in, in any weird way. That looks okay. Mm-hmm. But everything else around it, never liked it. Hmm. But whatever, hey. That's all I have. <laughs> Joey, did you have anything else for this minute? No, I think I think you guys covered it. Um, I think all the all the good stuff from this scene is is coming up. Yeah, we get a lot of action. We're about to get more. <laughs> um, but cool. Alrighty, guys, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up for this minute. If you love everything you heard, uh, don't forget to leave us a good review on iTunes. It really helps us out. And don't forget to check out everything Joey's got going on on his side. Um, and we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute. 